Good morning, good morning, good morning. Terry is here. Yay! I think that most of you in the room already know Terry. Um, it's been like old home week here this week. And for those of you who have not met Terry before, I know that she'll be happy to do that later on after service. So Terry's going to start us off. And then she'll be, uh, she'll be sharing her music with us throughout the service. I'm just gonna step away and say, yo Terry. Woo-hoo. Yo Nita. Yo everybody. Good morning. Um, shall we make some music together? Alright. Uh, why don't we, as you are willing and able, maybe stand up or do a little chair dancing, but definitely I invite you to sing along. And, uh, what are we starting with? Welcome home. Rise up. That's what I meant. I mean, welcome home to me and now rise up. Okay. (laughs) Whenever you're ready, Ernie, thank you. You guys know this song, right? Could I have a little more of that track, please? The dance floor is open, too, just so you know. I think I'll get on the dance floor or in the aisles. Here we go. Rise up to your elation. Rise up to your love and movement. Rise up in celebration. Rise up to your joy. Sing that again now. Rise up to your elation. Rise up to your love. Give up the hands. Rise up in celebration. Rise up to your joy. Heart's desire, rise up to your love, soaring ever higher, rise up to your joy, flowing with the change, rise up to your love, dancing in the rain, dancing in the rain, rise up to your joy, the chorus. Rise up to your elation. Rise up to your love and rise up in celebration. Rise up to your joy again. Rise up to your elation. Rise up to your love. Here we go. Rise up in celebration. Rise up to your joy, healing heart's desire. Rise up to your love, soaring ever higher. Rise up to your joy, flowing with the change. I know I'm singing the wrong words, it's all good. Rise up to your love, dancing in the rain. Your joy, keep change. Rise up to your elation. Rise up to your love. Rise up in celebration. Rise up to your joy. Rise up to your elation. Rise up to your love. Rise up in celebration. Rise up to your 
with joy. Celebration. Rise up in celebration. Rise up to your joy. Yeah. Ernie, can I get a little more microphone, please? Thank you. And speaking of joy, and I think we have lyrics for this, right? Yes, we do. And we have a choreographer even in the room. Oh, Oh, that's right. Oh, come on, choir. And all y'all, y'all, all right, choir, Susan, start something. Come on, get a moving. I remember that. You did a, you did a flash mob thing, something. I was going to say flash dance, but that's different. Yeah. It, seven years ago? Oh, my goodness. Okay, ready when you are, Ernie. Thank you. When the walls come tumbling down, I choose joy. I choose joy. When the world stops spinning round, I choose joy. I choose joy. When my heart is hard when my music's lost the groove When I have too much to prove I choose joy I choose joy Get ready When hate is all I see I choose joy Sing it! I choose joy The choir When fear Hugs. 
show season. Peace and hope are found. I hear a sweeter sound. The chains have come unbound. Love is all around when I choose joy. Oh, in this moment right here. dance leader. Susan was the dance captain. <laughs> Gosh, remember those? Alright, let's do one more. Are they familiar with this? No, this is a new one. Oh, it's a something new. Alright. Um, I wrote this song uh, back in uh, Kansas City when I lived there with the help of the, of the infamous wonderful music director Fred Albers. And it's basically called Welcome Home, which is what I mean to say with it. So, whenever you're ready. And again, opportunities to dance. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see anybody dancing. <laughs> Welcome home. Come on in. Welcome home. <laughs> you belong. Welcome home. Come on in. Welcome home, you belong. All right, there we go. I'll I'll be the dance captain now. Welcome to your home. Come and join the family. You are not alone. There's always love just waiting, waiting for you. We believe in more. Right inside the door there is a hug Just waiting, waiting for you Welcome home, come on in Welcome home, you belong Welcome home, come on in Welcome home, you belong Stand straight Inside your place, celebrate diversity. Look at any face, there is a smile just waiting, waiting for you. Here's an opportunity to look at some faces around you. Give them a smile. Do it. I'll take it. I'll take your smile and give it back. Give it back. Feel the love. Feel the hugs. Feel the welcome open hearts because you sure got that here at Unity Church of Peace. 
you here. It's great to have all of you here today. My name is Nita, in case I do not know you, and I think there are a few faces out there I have not yet met, so I will be happy to meet you as well. And we are going to enjoy more of Terry's music uh, throughout our time together this morning. I think, yes, in my mind's eye, I was uh, thinking that should be the slide that is up there. We begin every week here together with an affirmation of truth. And I'm going to be touching on affirmations today, affirmations and denials in my talk. And again, just because it actually took me a long time to get this. And most of you probably got it as soon as you heard it. But I was literally in unity for a few years before I really kind of had the aha around what an affirmation actually is. For my first several years in New Thought, I really thought that affirmations were just something that if I said them enough, if I just, you know, if I said, I am prosperous, I am prosperous, I am prosperous, I am prosperous, I am prosperous for 200 times a day for 30 days, that I would win the right lottery ticket or something like that. And it didn't work. I'm not going to say that it did not begin to shift my outlook on things. But affirmations are not a magical incantation. Uh, as I've said many times, it's, it's not like Harry Potter doing the Patronus incarnation or anything like that. Um, it is a statement of truth, meaning it is already what is already true. And we speak them and we write them and we feel them as a way of bringing our human self, our human egoic personality part of our brain, into alignment with the true self, with that self that actually is already aware of its divinity. And so when we speak affirmations such as the one on the board, and the one up there actually starts off with a denial, and this is actually based on Charles Fillmore's denial statement for the opening of Lent. But what we are doing is we are centering ourselves in truth. So let's just do that right now. Just take a moment to just just allow yourselves to breathe into the highest truth that you know. Whatever, you, whatever attribute you would assign to God, whatever God means to you, whatever name, whatever you call that infinite field of all possibility and potential, 
Whatever is the highest possibility of good that that is, allow yourselves just a moment to really feel that in your bodies. Because whatever the highest is that you can imagine God is, whatever the highest good that you can imagine infinite potential to be, whatever that is, it is true of you already. So we breathe into this truth and we speak these words knowing that these words are already true. Join with me if you will. Releasing the things that are behind, I realize I am strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. I am the infinite, expressing at the point I am. I am peace in the midst of all matters. We know this is so, and so it is. Amen. We affirm this truth about ourselves because a whole lot of the world does not want... uh, That kind of sounds... I'm just going to say a whole lot of the world does not support this message. A whole lot of the world is telling us that if we only buy this perfume or, you know, take that supplement or drive this car or whatever, that then we'll be good enough. And that simply is a false belief that we have on some level agreed to play with. In truth, we already are all good. We already are strong. We already are positive. We already are powerful. We're already wise and loving and fearless and free. It's just a matter of remembering it. So this year, as we've begun the year, we're focusing on some basics for unity. And um, even, if you've, even if you were born into unity 99 years ago, and every day of your life you have been a unity student, I hope you will find something that will deepen your understanding and your awareness. We've been going over the five principles. That's what we first started off the uh, year with. And now I'm moving into how do we actually put these things in practice? So some of the points around which most unity people will agree, there are, for those of you who have ever gone to more than one unity center, you are no doubt aware that each one is, each one is amazingly different, right? If you travel and you go, well, you, even if you go here, and if you go to Unity of Tucson, and then if you stop in over at our very at our brothers and sisters and cousins at CSL Tucson, you will find that basically we all pretty much agree on these points. We may have a whole lot of interesting conversations around how we work with them, and we may have a whole lot of interesting conversations around what each one means to us, but the truth and I'm using that word like with a capital T, in the absolute realm truth, is always present. Always, always, always. Dependable, reliable, all of that. What changes is our relationship in and to truth. So the first point, there's only one power, one presence. We do not believe that there is an oppositional power. So if you are spending any of your brain cells worrying about the devil... I'm going to tell you that within these walls, um, that are, those are brain cells you can now reclaim for something else. Because <laughs> there just ain't one. 
Charles Fillmore, refer, Charles Fillmore, Unity co-founder, told us that, that uh, the devil was actually our adverse ego. So it's that part of our brain that wants to think it knows everything and how everything ought to be. And I don't know about you, but that part of my brain, while it's really strong in its belief, it is not always very right. So the adverse ego, we're not trying to crush the ego. We're not trying, all we are trying to do is spiritualize it, align it into truth. But only one power, only one presence. We believe that we are here as that one power, one presence in expression. Biblically, it says that we were made in the image and likeness. And this does not mean to us that God is an anthropomorphic human, humanoid being. It means that we are spirit. And that just as God is good without opposite, that we are born into that good, that same goodness. And I know, I know, we could all spend all day talking about people who do not demonstrate that in their lives. Again, the week has given us news. All we would have to do would be turn on the news again for yet another example that not everything that happens is good. However, everyone, even those whose actions are not at all in alignment with what we would call good, has within them the same divine essence. There's no original sin to come over. We are good. We just are learning to live that to a greater greater degree. And the next one, mind action. I'm going to kind of combine those. Mind action and prayer and meditation. We use our minds to come into alignment. We use the power of our thoughts to create the experiences that we have here on earth. Now notice I did not say to create the situations and circumstances. You will have situations and circumstances in your life no matter what you do. If anybody ever gets the mistaken impression that just because I study truth principles, just because I do my spiritual practices, that I will never have any challenges, I hate to be the one to burst that bubble for you. But even those that we look to as masters lived lives which had circumstances and situations which were not, would not have been chosen by them. In unity, we do base our, our founders, our originators, consider themselves to be absolutely Christian and what Christianity meant. And by that, what they meant is that they were followers of the Christ within and that that Christ was most most proficiently, in their opinion, expressed by the man we call Jesus. Now, we have, we certainly, I think most of us in this room would, would at this point in time say that there have been many, many masters throughout time. But Jesus remains a good teacher for us. If it were actually true that if you really walk your spiritual path that you would never have anything bad happen to you, What happens to his life story? So we have to acknowledge that even though bad stuff happens, that we are choosing to say is, you know, in no stretch of the imagination, good, that we get to choose how we respond to that. We get to choose 
whether we take it as evidence and become hopeless or whether we take it as an experience that is calling us higher to express more of the peace and the love that we are. So don't be thinking that just because something you don't want to happen happens that you've somehow fallen off track. We all get situations and circumstances, but it's through the power of our mind that we get to choose how we meet those situations and circumstances and whether they allow whether we allow them to crush us or whether they help us to open up and to be more of what we are up to you. Prayer and meditation, of course, are our primary tools. And I talked about affirmative prayer and meditation last week. When we pray, we are not praying to someone or something outside of ourselves. When we pray, we are aligning ourselves with the divine, with that omnipresence of good, with that one presence, that one power, the energy of life. And we are aligning ourselves and affirming our good. We're affirming the light that we are. We're affirming the peace that is always present. We are affirming the wholeness of body, mind, and soul. So these are the basic principles around which we base our actions. And again, action is nice in the form of saying affirmations and it's good in the form of prayer and it's good in the form of meditation and we have to move our feet. I just read a comment from somebody who who at the beginning of their time in ministry was uh, in co-ministry with Eric Butterworth towards the end of his ministry and he said that it always astounded him that as, as much as Eric Butterworth was known in the world of New Thought and even in the world outside of New Thought uh, as an author, best-selling author, a speaker, all of that, always surprised this person when they were a young minister that when they went into his office, his desk never had anything on it except for a plaque that pointed at his seat that said... Move your feet. And in his mind, of course, he knew that that means pray, and then whatever guidance we receive, we move our feet in that direction. So learning how to use practices is one of the first things that we really want to commit to in any spiritual journey. And so I'm going to be going over a few practices over the coming weeks. And you probably already have your own practices, but here is where I will stand up and make the admission. I was in New Thought. I was studying New Thought. I had actually completed all of my beginning classes to become a licensed teacher. I had actually taken all my tests to get my credentialing as a Unity teacher. I had done my presentation. I was done with my whole entire educational path to become a a teacher in unity, which is our first stage towards ministry if we wish. But licensed teachers in unity can actually do pretty much everything ministers can do. And so after passing all the tests and all of that, we were, we had, you know, it's like job orientation. You know how it is when you start a new job, you get the notebook and you've got the rules and they've got all the paperwork for you to sign. First piece of paperwork was a code of ethics. And the first line 
I will endeavor to the best of my ability to live my life according to the principles taught by Jesus Christ and keep myself forever grounded in prayer and meditation on a daily basis. And I was good. I was good. I was good. I was good on a daily basis. You mean I really have to do this every day? So that's where I was. I knew I couldn't sign the piece of paper if I was not willing to commit to do that. And so it was, it was 10 years ago when I first became a licensed unity teacher, having studied New Thought Principles for now close to 40 years. That's when I really got a rock-solid daily practice. Didn't mean I didn't do it before, but I would do it for two or three days and then maybe three months later go, oh yeah, I was supposed to meditate. You know, and sometimes I would even pray when I didn't have any problems, but but you know, mostly prayer was like, okay, I'm stuck. <laughs> so at some point, we need those practices. So today, the practice that we're going to talk to is awareness around your words, your words, your thoughts, and your feelings. Since we use our minds to work with our thoughts and to change our beliefs and our attitudes and to align ourselves into truth, how do you think? Most of us think in words, don't we? And if our words are important, then we have to learn how to be mindful of our words. This week, as I've been, as I've been preparing for this lesson, the one thing that has kept cycling in my head has been sticks and stones may break my bones, but what? Words can never hurt me. Okay, who really believes that? (laughs) I don't. And yet, I remember being taught that as a child. And I remember my whole life, that just being sort of like an unexamined belief. And all of a sudden this week, it's like, what the hell? That's not true. That is not a true statement. Our words can absolutely harm us. Our words can absolutely harm each other. We know that when people remember and they have memories, they are much more likely if you... if And, and I'm the same way. Everyone in this room could say something absolutely wonderful to me today. And one of you could say... Nita, did you know there was a run in your stocking? What am I going to remember? It's like, man, all my one job, get dressed. You know, be an adult, get dressed. And somehow I screwed up. It's just the way that our human brain is. So we need to be cognizant of our words. We need to be cognizant of our words that we, that we use referring to ourselves the words that we speak about others because those words are reflective of our thoughts. Charles Fillmore, in his book, The Revealing Word, and that's a, that's a sort of a glossary dictionary for unity people. So Charles Fillmore, this is what he says a thought is. A thought is a product of thinking. Well, that makes sense. A mental vibration or an impulse And Terry is one who works a lot with vibration through her sound healing work and her gongs. Each thought is an identity that has a central ego around which its elements revolve. Wow. Each thought. Each thought has a central ego. Thoughts are capable of expressing themselves and every thought 
clothes itself in a life form according to the character given it by the thinker. Okay, so if I have a thought of unworthiness, what I am doing is I am creating something in consciousness that is going to continually give me evidence. It will manifest itself in the way I behave in the world so that not only will I see judgment and unworthiness reflected at me, but probably no matter what you say to me, I will hear it somehow as yet another thing I have to fix about myself. On the other hand, if I have a basic concept that I am worthy, then I am going to look at you and what you say in a kinder, gentler way because I know you too are worthy. And even if you tell me something that may be taken in the realm of a criticism, a constructive criticism, I'm going to be more able to hear the helpfulness in your comment. I will say it's good to do most of this work towards ourselves first as we're working with it. So we continue on. And one of the, this is Charles Fillmore again, one of the truths of metaphysics is that thoughts are things. That the mind of man marshals its faculties and literally makes into living entities the thoughts that they entertain. If we think over and over and over again how messed up the world is, what kind of a world are we living in? A messed up world. So we need to realize that our thoughts are important. And then there's some more here. He says, the power of the mind is the I am. And it is through the avenue of the expression of the I am that thought control, dominion, and mastery are obtained. So just for a moment, pause and think, what all do you say about yourself when you say I am? Someone asks you how you are, what do you usually affirm? I'm busy. If someone someone wants something that you don't you can't accommodate them with, what do you normally reply? I'm sorry. No, you're not. You may wish to apologize, and that was a hard one for me. It was hard for me to bring my words into alignment with what I meant. I'm not a sorry being just because I can't accommodate something. I will apologize and say, you know, in this moment, unfortunately, that's not something we can do. But I'm not going to assume that I somehow am a sorry being. And I'm trying to stop saying I'm busy every time people say, how am I? They don't really care that I'm busy. They already know that. We all know that about each other. It's the most common answer we give one another. How about actually saying, you know, I am well. I'm enjoying the day. I'm looking forward to seeing you. So the I am... And that's where we're going to use our first affirmations and denials. In all of what Fillmore has to say about thoughts, words, and feelings, what it comes down to is that our affirmations and denials are our willingness and our unwillingness to agree with thoughts. If I have a thought that I am worthy, am I willing to agree with that by saying yes? Or am I instantly going to go into a litany in my head of all the things I've ever done? that prove I'm not worthy. So simple yes is our faculty of life, which gives more life to that which we want. Simple no is our denial, which eliminates and releases 
that which we don't want. So for this week, I'm just going to invite you to think about I am. And to begin just simply by closing your eyes, if that's comfortable with you, allowing your body to be at ease. And consider what is the highest, most elevated state of consciousness that you are willing to attach I am to. Terry's going to begin our time of quieting with a song and some gongs. And if you find your mind drifting, just come back to contemplating and focusing I am.
centered in the truth of the universe with all of the sounds of the universe we remember that we are one in awareness we are good without opposite we are strong positive powerful wise loving fearless and free spirit so in this moment of awareness as you claim your special divine attribute in this moment what does it feel like to know this our thoughts and our feelings come together to create our power the power behind our word is created from our thoughts and our feelings So for these next moments in silence simply imagine what it would feel like to walk your life in complete awareness of wholeness no lack no loss no unworthiness to simply be the good that you are Perhaps allow my words to be your words. I am peace. I am light. I am love. I am joy. I am whole, I am complete, I am perfect, I am unique, I am necessary. We claim this is our truth. We anchor this truth into our bodies by feeling that truth. And we say I am willing. Each moment, each day, I am willing to remember we are the power of the universe we know this is so all of the masters have told us this we know it in our hearts and we allow it to be and so it is amen homework this week is simple and maybe not we each use that phrase i am a whole lot of times every single day we may be using it intentionally but a lot of the times we're not using it so intentionally are we and so when you hear yourself simply saying i am i'm so whatever you follow up that 
phrase with when you don't like what's going on and when you hear yourself using that phrase when you see someone you haven't seen for quite a while and you say, I am so, so happy to see you again. I am so happy to connect with you again. When you realize you are so blessed to have whatever it is that you do in life, whatever it is, caring for babies, working at a Burger King, drawing, driving people on for Uber, whatever it is you do, allow yourself to say, I'm blessed and follow it up with gratitude. Cultivate just an awareness this week of your I am usage. It's, uh, it will probably prove to be an enlightening experience. And because next week we're going to continue with this. So now next week, now not that I'm going to be giving you a test or anything, but next week when you show up and I say, okay, now that we all have our increased awareness of I am, how do we work with that? And that's where we'll be going next week. Thank you all for being here today. It's always a good thing to look out and see all of your faces. Um, I, I realize, too, I'm kind of glad the projector is not working because I can't actually see your faces with the lights as they are, but, but I am looking at you and not looking at the projector nearly as much. So thank you for being here. I'm going to look forward to hugs afterwards. Um, Terry's going to sing another song for us in just a couple of moments. And what, what you are is what we say at the beginning, strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. If you realize you're starting to say, I'm busy, I'm bored, I'm tired, stop, say no, that's your, that's your denial. No, I am strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. You are that. Thank you, everyone. As I mentioned, Terry's going to be singing for us. And um, we will be enjoying her song as the ushers are, are uh, doing their work that we are blessed for them to do. And so we will allow just a moment, whatever gifts you are sharing today, some are tangible, some are not tangible, but mostly we share the gifts of consciousness. We share the gifts of love, of gratitude and appreciation. And so I invite you to speak with me our offering blessing. And you all know I hardly get it right when I'm looking at it, so I will, I will look at it. I give lovingly and I receive thankfully. Divine love blesses and multiplies all that I am, all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. We share generously. We receive abundantly. We are infinitely blessed. Amen. And we are infinitely blessed with Terry's presence. Thank you. A little bit of I amness in this song.